I'm Zombie Shell, and welcome to the graveyard, where movies go to die, but I am here to bring them back to life. So, have you ever had, like, like a zit on the inside of your yes, nose? Yes, yes. Well, okay, I have one. It's, like, right on the tip of my nose, and, like, it itches. Yeah. So, every time I hit it, it, like, it makes my eyes water. Yeah, it hurts. It's very, it's very bad. Um... Oh, yeah. And so I wanted to mention before I'm I'm sure everybody was yelling at us in our last episode. <laughs> it is not smut. It is snuff. Snuff. Snuff <laughs> is the word we were looking for. We know. Don't come at us. We had the right uh beginning letter. Yes, and the I right knew it started count. <laughs> right. I knew it started with an S. So yes. Snuff. Not smut. <laughs> Anyways, this is Rise from Your Grave. So, Elena, yeah. I was taking a walk through the graveyard, and guess what I found? What did you find in the graveyard? I stumbled upon a tomb, and something was calling for me to go inside this tomb. So, I walked over, I brushed off the cobwebs, and I went inside. Do you know what I found? What did you find in the You'll tomb? Never know, you'll never know what I found in this tomb. <laughs> I found a guest! Not a ghost, a guest. <laughs> a guest. A guest begging to tell their long lost tales. And I also found some old stories written down that I thought we should read as well. All right. I'm very excited for this episode. Me too. Um, so the guest that we have here today is a very, very special guest. It's my dad. Woo! Go dad. Hey. So for those that don't know me, me and my dad were very, very close, and my dad is the reason that I'm into all things spooky, and after you hear the stories that he has to tell for us tonight, I think you will understand why. Um, most parents start their kids on scary movies like, I don't know, like Halloween, Friday the 13th, stuff like that. Oh no, not my dad. <laughs> my dad got me started on Evil Dead. The Exorcist, which still traumatizes me to this day because I watched it way too young. And honestly, I could still remember catching glimpses of Pinhead when I was like three or four years old. My dad was watching Hellraiser in the living room, and I'm pretty sure I was supposed to be asleep, but I was sitting on the couch like, oh, no, I'm not looking, you know, doing the hand over my eyes thing. But of course, I was like, sneaking little peeks, open, opening my eyes ever so slightly, and I caught a glimpse of Pinhead. Um, I don't really remember being scared of it. I was more fascinated by, I, I mean, he looked weird. He, you know, he's... It's a man with pin in his head. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I need to know more about this Pinhead. But yeah, so that that's my dad in a nutshell. He's just, he's definitely... Yeah, well, just listen to these stories and you'll see why. Is that something with the generation of our parents? I was just telling my mom the other day, I remember sitting, like, by myself in the living room of our old house. We used to live um, kind of in downtown Chesterton off of 5th Street. And I remember watching Tales from the Crypt. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, oh, that was big. <laughs> Where were my parents? Oh, I watched it with my dad sitting <laughs> yeah. right there. So speaking of that... um, Kmart used to have um, one of those crane machines, mm. and 
I went there. It was one night with my dad. I don't remember what we were getting, but I, you know, like every kid, oh, let me play the claw machine. Okay. <laughs> well, I was terrible at it, as most kids are, but my dad did it, and there was a tail, Tales from the Crypt, Crypt Keeper doll in there, <laughs> and he got it, and there was also like a stuffed pumpkin thing attached to that, so it was like a two for one. Oh, heck yeah. This doll, it talked. <laughs> you pushed a button on its back, and it talked, and the one thing I remember about it is... um. It was, I mean, it was almost like a Barbie doll. You can like undress it and it wasn't just like, like smooth skin. It had like bones <laughs> and it had like cuts. You could see it's like flesh. Oh, it was the coolest doll. And <laughs> where were we? We were, uh, oh, down, we did the downtown trick-or-treating mm -hmm. thing last night. Uh, one of the stores had one of those dolls in the box and I'm like, oh, we need to get that. It was, it was the, wearing, um, ISO unique. It might have been. Stores. It was definitely right oh over my there. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That place is haunted. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, I know uh, one of the owners of that store too. So, yeah. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. But they had that doll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. They, it was the exact same thing. Why? The same clothes and was everything. Why was Kmart selling that in a claw machine? <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Again, so, it's the time so of like, the think, 90s. <laughs> okay. Well, so that was like the only one in there. Yeah. I'm starting to think that this doll was cursed because I had like nightmares about it. Uh -huh. Like it would, in my dream, it would just be talking to me. Its head would spin around. Oh my God. Again, exorcist. Like I, yeah, and I don't know. And now it's in that thrift store. And it's now haunted. it's in the thrift store that's haunted. <laughs> and now I need it because I don't know what happened to mine. It's, oh, well, you better go get it. I know. <laughs> Maybe it's the same one in that box. Um, but anyway, so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, to get off our subject of our parents, just letting us watch whatever we wanted when we were four to five years old. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are today. <laughs> I kind of appreciate it though because yeah, I've I've just always liked scary movies and like I kind of am hoping my son is like that too because with Jimmy, we won't show him any we won't show him any snuff films. <laughs> smut. Nothing like no, too smut. crazy, <laughs> but like we've watched The Walking Dead and we took yeah. him on a haunted hayride and he just thinks it's all funny. So and that's just kind of the way I was. So I'm hoping I'm uh, raising another little horror fanatic. <laughs> oh yeah, no totally. Gavin's the same way like he um i i think it started when he was like four mm -hmm. he was watching um oh what is it a uh, sonic sonic.exe mm -hmm. it's like bloody sonic oh <laughs> and um there was a few other things oh uh, uh cartoon cat mm -hmm. has jimmy gotten into all those like youtube not yet videos? oh well it's like it's like creepy pasta stuff okay and i don't know how my son found it but he did and he loves it but now he's starting to kind of get scared of it like oh, yeah, I, yeah. I know i know he's he's kind of done with it now because yeah, yeah. he's scared himself but yeah he's into all the spooky <laughs> stuff too so we're raising the next generation of uh our podcasters someone has to <laughs> um but yeah so today like i said it's going to be a very special very spooky halloween episode we got lots of stories to share um, so grab a chair, maybe a blanket. Let's all sit around a campfire and let's have our guests tell their spooky tales. I've got a kind of a weird story, but when I was a little boy, I remember one night 
uh, I was going to bed. I slept in a bed by myself back in the back bedroom. And uh, I remember crawling into bed and just covering up and going to sleep. But then at some point, I just woke up in the middle of the night for no reason at all and looked down at the foot of my bed. And there I see a just a head of it looked like to me it looked like a monkey but it had big eyes and I got scared and I threw the covers up over my head and then hoping it would go away and then so I waited about maybe five or six seconds and I pulled the covers back down and it was gone and I don't know what it was but I probably took me a while to go back to sleep but that was that and where where was this this is where were you living oh in indiana in Falpo. by, by the by Flint lake yeah by, by waha yeah so then fast forward about 15 years or more later um i was at my parents house along with some of my brothers and sisters and we were just uh had to get together just uh talking about everything this and that we might have been talking about aliens at some point but um i can't remember exactly what we were talking about but anyways my mom told me and my older brother to go take out the garbage because the trash man's coming the next day so me and him grabbed the garbage can it's probably about a couple hundred yard walk to the end of the driveway for the garbage can so we were walking along our driveway and my brother says you know i never told anybody about this but i remember as being a little boy about seven years old i remember these little people came to my room and got me and wanted me to take them through a tour of our house and he said they that he took them down the hallway through the kitchen and into my parents bedroom and there they my parents were sleeping and these aliens basically for some reason just looked at them and then they turned around and my brother said at that point he just doesn't remember anything else after that so it's like it was and I asked him well how old was you and, and I said well that's about the same time I had this other mm-hmm. vision of or seen the, this big head at the end of my bed mm-hmm. so that was pretty freaky was when you saw it you said it looked like a monkey yeah was it could you tell like did it did it have fur or was I, it i just seen the head and it didn't look like fur i just basically saw the face and the big eyes is what i thought about like typical alien grays like they're big big eyes well here's the thing like well like that <laughs> but they weren't slanty they were just like big and round okay but now my brother said uh he described it as you know when he was li- a little boy as being just small people like or whatever but he, when he when uh like when et came out or uh close encounters once he's seen pictures of aliens he said that's what they look like the grays or the, whatever they call okay them. but he he described them as that yeah, because so. that well, that's what he told me the other day when I 
asked him about it, he said that it looked like your typical grade alien. So I mean, like I said, I just, it was so quick. I looked, there uh-huh. it was, and it scared me, and I pulled the cover over my head. So I didn't really spend a whole to- lot of time looking at it. So, but it was, it's... Oh, didn't he also say that they talked to him, like, telepathically? Like, they didn't actually, like, speak words Exactly. To he said they, he, he could... He said he didn't see him talking, but he understood what they wanted through his, you know, yeah, must telepathically. Yeah. So, hmm. but that what was do you, it. What do you think, Elena? Do you got any questions? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just remember um, when I was a little girl, my mom said I was like obsessed with aliens. Like I would always draw pictures and I would ask her like, how does it feel to be human? And I don't know why <laughs> I ever got into that, but it was just like a fascination to me. Yeah. But then I remember seeing some movie and it was like, um, uh, what do you call it? Where it's like, it looks like it's real, like uh, not live action, but like a found footage. Found footage. Yeah, it was okay. like a found footage of this family who was having like an alien abduction in their houses. Something like the event in Maryland. It's something like that. I remember finding the the title like years later, but I was like too scared to watch it because mm-hmm. it really scared me. Like I was really scared of aliens when I was younger, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. and I've heard that before about like people saying they come across these beings and they communicate telepathically like michelle and i were talking before um there's something that happened in like south africa where a school the school, the school that saw mm-hmm. aliens and all of them separately said the same thing like they were just talking through their minds so it the whole thing it freaks me out <laughs> yeah first i don't know why but that school that story about yeah. that school sticks out to me yeah it's like the aliens they weren't like saying anything like menacingly or anything no. they were like pretty much you're fucking up this planet yeah. like you like you need to stop yeah like just giving us sound advice on what we need to do to, for our planet so we should listen but it to was like a it was like a um oh, what do you call it like a hysteria kind of thing like oh, everybody yeah. all everybody all these kids saw it none of yeah. them the pictures of maybe it. there was a couple teachers that witnessed it too yeah because i think it was, wasn't it like a space the spacecraft that and they uh, i crashed think so or something, something like that but saw, I, yeah. yeah i just remember they're all drawing pictures of the same things and, like, yeah saying mm-hmm. the same things. it was like a mass hysteria type yeah. situation it's really, really interesting i need to figure i need to find out what the name of that was mm-hmm. but um Speaking of aliens, you want to go on into your next? Oh, my next. The, we'll right, title look. this one Skunk Meat. <laughs> <laughs> Elena's over there shaking no, her head. <laughs> okay, this is... Uh, uh, all right, I'm back at my parents again. This is um, high in my, uh, let me think, right after I got a Marine Corps. And this is their house out in Westville, right? Right. Okay. And uh, it's... Their house is um, surrounded by farm fields, like on three sides. One side is woods. And um, I remember it was in uh, probably early summer, midsummer or so. Um, I think it just happened after, after a rain. And I used to walk the fields looking for arrowheads uh, after they're plowed up or whenever uh, in the even during the season when the corn is up you can still walk between the rows of corn and you still find arrowheads and fossils and things along the dirt because because they use the herbicide so there's nothing growing in between except for the corn mm-hmm. so anyways uh just had one night had a rain 
either that night or early that morning. So the ground was freshly washed and some spots were muddy. But I remember asking my two sisters, the twins, if they would want to go out with me looking for arrowheads. And they say, yeah, sure, why not? We'll go. So we were walking through a, a few cornfields and, you, and we were walking along this one section. It was kind of in the low area of the field where they had some, it was kind of muddy. And I, I remember because we were making tracks in the mud, but then we came across, all right, let me back up a little bit. The corn was probably about head high on me. And they weren't, it had been early because the, the corn stalks weren't really full because you could walk between the rows pretty easy without having to brush them away. So I come to one spot and I froze because looking at the corn stalks at about, I'd say probably three feet up, I seen these reddish, yellowish, bubbly looking stuff stuck to the corn stalks and I started looking around and I see it all over these corn stalks in probably about a six foot radius or so all about three foot up there was no tracks on the ground uh, nothing else on the ground except for this stuff on the corn stalks three feet high and looking at it I would describe it as if if you look at a piece of fat from meat, the, uh, the kind of a yellowish like, mm -hmm. but it was bloody too. It had like reddish, but then you can see the yellowish so like bubbly part. Bloody animal fat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then not all of them, but some of them had like a few black hairs, mm -hmm. maybe uh, inch, two inches long stuck to it. And I got stuck my nose up to it and smelled like skunk. Mm. Like, you know, it had that skunk smell. But it looks, what I would describe it as, it looks like a skunk exploded in midair <laughs> three feet off the ground. But <laughs> that's what it, but, but, all, but <laughs> that's my best description. But there was no fur anywhere, no bones, not, or like if a, dog shook it and splattered yeah. the stuff all over it but there was no tracks on the right. ground and it just rained so uh, there would be some kind of animal prints or something right because mud. because right. this stuff was not dry it was wet it was dripping okay so like it's like dripping just, with rain or no, dripping with, with blood with blo the so blood, like it just happened it, it wasn't Ooh. coagulated i mean it was still kind of liquid huh. so it had to happen within hours wow. i would say and um so I mean, my two sisters saw it, and they they'll tell you the same thing. It was like the weirdest thing, but yeah, where was the rest of it? Where was the uh, if it was an animal or there was no right. it, and it wasn't like chunks of fur either. It was just this bubbly hmm. meat or skunk meat. That's what I <laughs> that, so that's that. So I never, anyways. Uh, well, then thinking out in the oven, we thought, oh, this is weird, but we went back home. And uh, I don't know, the next day we got to think, it's, why didn't we get some of it and take it, have, you know, some scientists look at it or something. And so I went back out there and by then it was dried up or mm. gone or something. So mm. anyway. It could have been famous. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
But I don't know if I want to stick around and find out what did that. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, that one, that was that one. Yeah. Out of all of these, you know, podcasts that I listen to about all these different monsters and chupacabras and whatever, <laughs> I still have yet to come across another story like that. Mm, so no, I've what? never heard anything else like that. Uh-uh. Either I. I have to ask you what prompted you to smell it. <laughs> I would not have. Well, at least I didn't <laughs> taste it. <laughs> I got close enough where I can smell. That is a good question. Well, they, my name is Mikey. And they say, yeah. oh, I didn't anything. <laughs> you just wanted to smell it. Well, I think it it probably had an odor, and I kind of went a little. Wanted bit to make sure that's yeah. where it was coming from. Yeah. Hmm. So. But that, yeah, you know, that, and maybe the, another thing that with the black hairs, you know, because of course most skunks are have mm-hmm. black and stuff, but it was weird. That is very strange. You want, you want yeah, I think you had a couple or? more. Um, did you want to talk about Stephen? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, let's talk okay. about that. All right. Um, how many was it? Maybe four years ago, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. um, my stepson died uh, early, uh, he had early death. He uh, had diabetes and died complications from that. Anyways, um, he was in the process of, he'd bought a house and he's in the process of refinishing it and all. And after he died, we came up to, of course, get his belongings and things like that. And also the finish what he started so we could put the house up for sale and sell um, to provide for his two children. Anyways, uh, we were taking the stuff out of the house because we were going to redo a lot of the floors and the bathrooms and the carpet and things like that. So we were taking all of his belongings and setting them out in the garage. And he had he was worked construction, so he had a lot of construction tools. And um, so we put that in a pile. Then we started bringing other stuff in, clothes and dishwashers and everything else. But so it, I'd probably been there for probably about a week or so. And we pretty much had the house cleaned out and we were working on doing the flooring. But I had to go out to the garage for something. I stepped out in the garage and I don't think I even touched anything that was sitting piled up. And all of a sudden I hear the radio come on. I hear a radio playing and I'm looking around. I hear a radio, so I don't have so good a hearing. So I got to kind of look around and see. Anyways, I hear it coming from the pile of stuff. And I look, I see a radio there. It's one of those uh, construction work radios that uh, you can charge your battery batteries for uh, battery powered drills and saws and it was on okay now it had been sitting there for weeks a couple weeks at least and it wasn't planned so all of a sudden it just came on and well I went over and picked it up and it was wasn't plugged into anything, but it did have one of them batteries, rechargeable batteries in it. Mm-hmm. But the thing was completely dead. Okay, because mm-hmm. I took the battery out 
I mean, I did stop when I did, but I, I'd never turned the radio on or, right. because you had to push the button to turn the radio right. on. But uh, it seems like when, when I first found it and set it down there before this happened, I think I tried the radio and see if it worked, but it didn't. So, But anyways, that was a weird thing that his radio would just come on for no reason at all. Yeah. Okay. And then, now, that was one thing that happened. Another thing is, like I said, we'd been up here because we live 400 miles away. So we came up to do this. And in, in the meantime, we were staying with my sister, staying at her house while we're working on my, her, my stepson's house to clean up. Um, one night, uh, well, let me put it this way. Uh, we were staying at my sister's house. We were da- stayed down in the basement. If you walk down the steps um, to the right, there is a couch with a coffee table in front of it. To the right of that was a bed that we were sleeping in and so one night we come home we're sleeping in the bed now I was sleeping on the, the side of the bed close to the couch my wife was on the other side of me it had to be it's probably about two in the morning and she nudges me and she said shh she told me shh don't say anything and I said what because most of the time I said, what? What do you want? Right. I said, what? And she said, there's a man in the basement. And I said, what do you mean there's a man in the basement? There's a man in the basement. I saw him come down the stairs. And he come over by the couch. And then he walked into the spare room downstairs. I said, oh, that's probably just Paul, my sister's husband who works nights. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I don't think so. I said, better go check on it. All right, whatever, you know, because I'm tired. So I got up, turned on the lights, went in the room, turned the lights on in the spare room. There's nobody here. I go back to bed. There's nobody here. Go to sleep. And so, well, anyways, next morning, um, I asked, or next morning we get up and go upstairs to have breakfast with my sister. And I asked my sister, what time did Paul come in last night? Because I'm going to say, you know, it's probably Paul. And she goes, he didn't come home last night. He had to work over. He's still at work. And that's when I, what? <laughs> and so, uh, so I, I asked my wife, I said, tell me, what exactly do you see last night? She said, well, I seen this guy in a hoodie standing in front of the couch or, you know, at, at the coffee table in front of the couch. He picked up something, looked at it for a minute, set it down and then he walked into that spare bedroom and i said no she said yeah i said just a second so i ran downstairs and what was sitting on that coffee table now this is going to make your hair stand up <laughs> what was sitting on that coffee table was a set of headphones that i had found in my stepson's house and i brought them home the night before that night that this happened and I was gonna, you know, get them to work, see if they work. So I, I tried, I tried for an hour to get these things to work. I changed the batteries in it. I it, fiddles with all the buttons and mm-hmm. dials and everything, and it would not work no matter what. And I got this, you know, like I said, over an hour trying to get them to work. I, that's it. I set them down there and went to bed. That was the thing that this guy she saw pick up and fiddle with. Now, when I went 
down there and picked up the headphone, put them on, push the on button. They come on oh, just like instantly. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> so I say, hey, Stephen fixed my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that, that was, that freaked me out. That's crazy. Yeah, right? That is crazy. Didn't something else happen um, when you guys, I think you guys were back home with the alarm clock? Didn't Linda also take an alarm clock that was Stevens? Might be. And then she, it like turned on one night and she couldn't get it to turn off uh, or something it, it like that. It might be. I don't, I mean, maybe she told you that or. Yeah. But yeah, I don't remember that, but. Oh. Possibly. Oh, he, he was definitely here. Yeah. Watching so yeah, guys. I mean, uh, well, Linda, you know, of course, when your loved one passed, you're always looking for a sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and she was searching for that too, but, mm-hmm. but it, it never crossed her mind that that, that, that was Stephen. him. But when that happened, I said, that was Stephen. Mm-hmm. I said, I have no ifs, ands, or Right. Because but out of everything you could have walked by or touched, right? Or and at I, it, was, and I am not, I tried everything to get that thing to work, yeah. And I just mm-hmm. put it on, and it came on just like mm-hmm. that. He was helping so, you out, mm-hmm. yeah. I got some other, I don't know if you, how far you want to go with this. <laughs> um, well, speaking of loved ones, you want to do the one about grandpa, and okay. then that'll probably be good, all right? All right, um, another time I was up here, uh, it was. Um, a couple years ago, uh, I came up um, to help my brother on a job, uh, doing construction, doing siding work on the house. So this was probably in the spring after my dad died. And this is uh, uh, out on the subdivision uh, Sand Creek uh, along the golf course. There was a house we were work- working on, re-siding the house along the golf course. And there's another house maybe 50 feet away or so when I was working on the side of the house uh, by myself I think I was either tearing stuff off because it was a reside job so I was working by myself everybody else on the other side of the house and while I'm working on this house I hear this song playing okay and the first thing that popped in my head wasn't nothing about what what's that song or whatever it said First thing that popped in my head was, that sounds like a song my dad would like. Why I thought that, I don't know, but it, it, it you know, I, I hear it, it was uh, like a, like a churchy type song, okay? And I said, oh, that's a pretty nice song, you know, it's pretty mellow, you mm-hmm. know, relaxing. And then I look over to the house and say, yeah, and they're thinking they got a radio going or something. I'm looking there's a wind chime and i and there's i don't think there was even a wind blowing a breeze if anything it was very light but i you see the the part that hangs down that mm-hmm. makes uh the noise being and hitting the other things that thing is going around playing this song it's not just a random ding dong ding mm-hmm. dong it is mm-hmm. i mean but then about the time when i noticed that it only lasts maybe 30 seconds it quit and then it goes back to just a dong ding hmm. every once in a while but it was it was weird it was like somebody was grabbing it making it go yeah around in a circle. and making the tune uh-huh. and making the song and it just um it wasn't 
random. Like I've never heard, you know, it, only time I can think of is somebody had a mechanical wind chime, but it wasn't because hmm. I could see it was just a regular mm-hmm. wind chime hanging. So, hmm. so my that's my dad saying, "Here I am." Mm-hmm. See, I love so. ghost stories like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's really cool. Okay, so next up, we're going to be having my husband's grandmother. Her name is Patsy. And um, I remember her telling me about a couple of paranormal experiences she's had in the past. And I thought this was a perfect time for her to be able to share her stories. Um, So here she goes. Okay, I've had two experiences first one I was in my 20s I was home alone with my dog in my lap my daughter was upstairs sleeping I was watching TV when all of a sudden my dog whined and jumped off my lap and ran up the stairs I'm thinking what is wrong with her she's never act that way and I turned my head to look at the TV and there in my dining room behind an old piece of furniture that I had found in the basement and brought upstairs. There was a man standing behind it. He had dark hair, dark black rimmed glasses, and he was just staring at me. I panicked. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I thought I would try to race to my TV where there were some heavy glass birds and I was ready to defend myself because I thought this was an intruder in my home. But when I got up to grab the bird and looked in the area where the man was, he was gone, disappeared. I couldn't find him. I called my brother-in-law. We searched the house. And then later on, I found out what I had described to my landlord was a man who originally started building the home and it was left uncompleted because his wife had passed and he went back to his country and never returned but left the furniture and I had found out from the landlord that the previous renters had moved because of paranormal activity and I was just became aware of it I left the furniture in the house and just chalked it up to a paranormal experience until about five years later, we moved into a new apartment. And the first night there, I thought my daughter had came into the room to wake me. But then I realized when I asked her what was the matter, she didn't answer. And I noticed she was like floating, like not standing, but moving. And the minute I panicked, she flew out of the room into my daughter's room. I ran into the bedroom, put the light on. My daughter was still fast asleep. I crawled in bed with her. I called the only other person who I could talk to that wouldn't think I was crazy was my grandmother, who gave me a cross to hang in the home, and she blessed my home with holy water. And thank God I have never seen another ghost. 
It was something that you have to experience to understand that it's something you can't explain. So, yes, there are ghosts. I've seen two. All right. Thank you, Grandma Pat. Okay, so it's Elena again. And um, I have had a couple of experiences, um, not necessarily paranormal, but something related. I guess you can agree or disagree with me, Michelle. Um, The first one, I was about um, 14 or 15 years old. I was a freshman in high school. And my um, dad's grandma, Ruth, so my great-grandmother, she had been not doing well. Um, she was living by herself. And then over a course of six months, you know, she fell, uh, I, I was, she broke her leg or hurt her leg. So she ended up in a nursing home. And then from the nursing home, she got more sick, ended up in the hospital and pretty much was just going downhill fast. So we went to visit her in the hospital and I just remember seeing tubes in her face and she just, you know, it was scary for being, you know, a teenager and I, I, I had never just seen somebody like that in the hospital and I remember I stayed the night at my friend's house um, that night and I had a dream and in my dream she was clearly sitting there and I remember this you know 20 years later she was clearly sitting there and she told me don't worry I'm I feel so much better now you know I, I'm, I'm much better now and it was a short dream and I remember waking up, I'm like, okay, did she die? So I called my house and I was like, did, did something happen with Grandma Ruth? And they said, Not, you know, we haven't heard anything. But then later that day, yeah, they were called and she did pass away. So I believe it was my Grandma Ruth coming to me um, in my dream, telling me she was okay once she had passed away. Um, and some people may think of that like, okay, that's a fluke. You just saw her. She was on your mind and then you had a dream about her. But then, um, this was, so fast forward to 2014, July of 2014. Um, my husband's grandfather, no, my husband's grand, grandma's father. So his great grandfather, um, Jimmy, who our son is named after, he had been sick for a while. Um, he was old, living with my husband's grandma, so it would have been Grandpa Jimmy's daughter. He was living with her, and he was old, and he had gotten sick, and they found out he had cancer, and pretty much put him on hospice care, like, they, were, they weren't going to do surgery, and, you know, just let him live out the rest of his days, and um, we lived in Indianapolis at the time, and he was up here in Chesterton, and we were down in Indy, and his my husband's grandma pretty much said like, you need to get up here. Like, you know, grandpa's not doing so well. So we came up to visit and he was laying on his deathbed. And, um, again, like I said before, with my great grandma, Ruth in the hospital, like I had just never seen someone on their deathbed and like, he was barely speaking and couldn't really respond. And so my husband, you know, just let him know, like, hi, Grandpa, like, it's Taylor, you know, we're here with you, and we had to leave, and that night, same thing, I had a dream, Grandpa was sitting there on his recliner, and there was a big screen, 
on the wall that was playing Western movies because in life he loved to sit back in his chair at Patsy's house and watch Westerns on the TV. And so he had this giant screen playing Westerns sitting in his chair. And he said the same thing my grandma Ruth said to me. He's like, I'm doing better now. I feel great. And then I woke up. It was like a very short dream. And I just knew like, okay, grandpa has passed away. And then like immediately my husband's phone rang and it was his grandma Patsy saying that grandpa Jimmy had passed away. So I don't know if you would consider that paranormal. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I feel like certain people like just have not like an ability. What would you call it? Certain people are just, I guess, more open to like the other side of the world. Like, Obviously, Michelle and I believe in ghosts and things, so maybe more intuitive is the word I'm looking for, something like that. And so I feel like, yeah, I got, you know, my great-grandma Ruth and great-grandpa Jimmy both coming to me in my dreams. It just shows me that there is some sort of afterlife. And, um, yeah. So those are my specific stories of paranormal activity that have happened uh, to me personally. Okay, um, so now I actually I got a few stories sent in to us. And I will first share a few from a co-worker friend her name is Amber um, her first story she titled the healing spirit when I was about eight years old my mom's uncle passed away she pulled me out of school to travel to Texas for the funeral we were with my mom's sister and a few of my cousins during travel On the way, my mom tripped and rolled her ankle on the way into the hotel we were staying in. She was up all night in the hotel recliner with ice, trying to get the swelling down and in so much pain. By morning, we were headed to the hospital before the funeral because she thought it was broken. She came out with it all wrapped up and on crutches. The doctor said it was a serious sprain, black and blue at this point. We headed to the funeral afterwards. I don't remember the funeral at all, but afterwards, we were in the parking lot and my mom and aunt were talking next to the car. A woman, none of us knew, walked up. She had dark black curly hair, black high heels on, and a bright blue long dress. She looked directly at my mom and said, can I pray for your foot? We were all confused at what was happening. My mom looked at me and her sister, then back at this woman and said, um, sure. This lady got on her knees on the pavement, grabbed my mother's foot, and said a silent prayer. She then stood up and very directly in her eyes said, Now walk on it. My mom said, What? No, I can't. She again just said, Walk on it. My mom looked super confused, but she placed her crutches against the car and trying to step. She said, Oh my God, it doesn't hurt anymore. She began to cry, my aunt began to cry, and then hugged. I looked up at them hugging and then back to where the woman in the blue dress was just standing and she was gone. I started yelling, where did she go? Where is she? I'm just a kid, so now I'm running all over the parking lot trying to find who 
who was here 30 seconds ago. She was in high heels. You can't just disappear like that, but she did. Gone. Now my mom and aunt are really crying because something unbelievable just happened to us. We still talk about it. Her foot was instantly healed, and I will never forget what that woman looked like. Of course, no one else saw... No one... Sorry. Of course, no one else from the funeral even saw a woman in a blue dress there. Wild. What do you think about that one? That is crazy. That's like straight out of a movie. I know. (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) That's like, have you... This is like way not that, but have you seen that... um, Midnight Mass yes. show on Netflix. Yes. It just uh, reminded me of that where he just completely healed that girl in the wheelchair. Yep. Crazy shit, man. That just reminded me. My mom said, like, she doesn't want to do, like, she's she's not into seances or, like, psychics or anything because she's scared. She said um, when she was younger, this woman came up to her, and this is not a nice story, oh, no. said, <laughs> you're going to have problems with your uterus. And my mom was like, what? Just some random <laughs> That's all woman. she said. Some random woman looked at my mom and was like, you just, you need to be careful about your uterus. You're going to have some problems. And I mean, my mom had two healthy babies and mm-hmm. I mean, she's in her sixties now. So I'm hoping this woman isn't like some kind of psychic and yeah. <laughs> I hope nothing she's happens She's still, with my still mom's doing uterus. good though. Like yeah. <laughs> she's, so, she's still good as far as I know with her yeah. uterus, but I don't know. That's. I've heard, I have heard of that, like people being, um, you know, some random person will come up to them and do something like that. I don't think I would like want that. some random person. I, I'm the type of person that don't tell me if, how, when I'm going to die. No, don't no, do that. No. Cause otherwise you're going to spend the rest of your life wondering, is, is it now? Is I, it going to happen I know. now? You I mean, know? if you want to like, come up to me and heal my foot, go, go for, for it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you want to read one of these, or I can I can keep going if you no, want. No, I can read one. Okay. Well, I don't know how long this one is, but you can read no, that's the fine. second one here. Okay, this is story number two from Amber. It's called My Haunted House. My husband, son, and I, along with our little dogs, moved into our new home in 2008. Shortly after moving in, our dog Tyson began barking at nothing inside the house. We would be watching TV, and he would jump up and growl and bark at corners of the room. Another time he began barking at a corner in the garage and the golf clubs fell over. We would joke that he's seeing ghosts. That's how it started. Not long after, we all had experiences here. My first experience, I was watching TV after work with the dogs and my son was playing in his room. I heard the front door open and the sound of boots being removed, then the door to the garage opened and closed. My dogs ran to the door barking, so they also heard it. I assumed it was my husband Dave getting home from work. After a few minutes, I wondered what he was doing in the garage, so I went to check. When I opened the door, it was pitch black in the garage. I called his name, no answer. Now I'm freaked out. I called Dave and asked him if he just came home and left again. He said, what? I'm still over an hour away driving back from a job in Chicago. I told him to stay on the phone with me and told him I think someone might be in the house. I wanted to check and told him if I start screaming, call the police. I checked the garage and our attic that's attached to the garage ceiling and find nothing. Three days later, I'm pulling up in the driveway from work and Dave meets me at the door in a panic saying it just happened to him. I say, what just happened? 
He said, I'm watching TV and the front door opens. The dog runs to the door. I hear someone take off their shoes and go in the garage. He said, I called your name and you didn't answer. So I opened the door to the garage and it's dark in here. I look out the window and see you pulling into the driveway. I'm like, okay, see, I'm not crazy as I'm laughing at his freaked out experience. A couple weeks go by and Dave has a friend over hanging out. He puts a pizza in the oven and his buddy is leaving. Dave gets in the shower and shortly after hears the bathroom door open and his friend's voice say, Hey man, your pizza's done. He said, he responded, Oh, okay. I thought you already left. Thanks for telling me. I'll be right out. He gets out of the shower and the buzzer for the timer is going off. He pulls out the pizza and doesn't see his friend around. He calls him and said, Hey, thanks for telling me about the pizza. It would have burned. His friend was super confused and said, What? I just got goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Dave said, didn't you open my bathroom door and say my pizza is ready? His buddy said, what are you talking about? I left before you got in the shower. Besides, I wouldn't open your bathroom door and talk to you while you're in the shower. I get home just after this phone call and he tells me what happened all freaked out again because now he's speaking to it and it can change voices to sound like people you know. Oh man, I just got chills. Uh -uh. Which, okay, off the story I've heard is not good. (laughs) Doppelgangers? Yeah. Okay, back to the story. After this, I set up my EVP recorder every night to record in the kitchen for three days. Before I go to bed, I say, we know you're here. If you have someone, something to say or communicate, you can speak into this black recorder. I listen every morning to static. Then on the third morning, I'm again getting ready for work and listening to the playback static from the night before. And I hear the scariest, most evil voice growling out five words that I can't make out what was said, but the Mm -hmm. sound scared me to death. Mm -hmm. I'm freaked out because it sounds demonic to me and I rush to get out of my house. Hold on, side note, Amber, if you still have that recording, please send that in so we can play it. So Michelle can listen to it. <laughs> um, okay, I get to work and tell my friend at work what was what happened this morning and that I'm afraid to go back home now. She has another friend who is psychic and has dealt with this type of spirit before. She gives me a CD to play called Waves of Light. It's various tones. I'm told to open all the windows, burn sage, play the CD as loud as possible, and smudge every room and corner of the house with the sage while saying, all spirits must leave, only love and light can remain. I did this right after work and my dogs were in a panic while I smudged the house. I assumed from the sound of the tone CD. At least that thought made me feel better while I moved through each room. After the house cleansing, everything stopped and we have not had any more experiences here in the house for over 13 years. Wow. Yeah. Hell no. If I have anything talking to me, (laughs) no way. I'm moving. (laughs) Man, that's crazy. Yeah, doppelgangers aren't good. I think that's probably, well, aside from demons, that's got to be one of the creepiest things to have. Because it's it's almost like it it plays off of your... um, Fears? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, what if, you know, you heard, like, your child or something calling for you? Oh, it plays off as, like, your comfort. Right, yeah, yeah. So it'll do things it knows you will respond to. Exactly. But, I mean, I guess if it was a demon, it was nice to let him know that his pizza was going to burn. That is true. (laughs) I Yeah, I think he was just doing you guys a favor. I don't know if you guys should have got rid of it. (laughs) Guys could have burnt the house down. Yeah, what a nice demon. (laughs) What a nice demon. Okay, Amber had one more thing too. Um, 
she says it's not ghost related but i also have a premonition dream i for whatever reason mostly dream about un- unborn people and see them before they're here i've seen my son my friend's daughter and my nephew in dreams before they were born when i was a few weeks pregnant i dreamt i was having a boy in the dream my son was sitting on dave's lap at the age of two and i would walk into the room and they would both be wearing cowboy hats then I'd come back into the room and they'd be in fireman hats, chef hats, police hats, etc. The dream was kind of goofy, but when I woke up, I knew in my gut that I was having a boy and that I just saw his face. At three months, I had the ultrasound to determine the sex of the baby, at which time the nurse asked me, why do you keep saying he when you refer to your baby? I told her about the dream and she said, well, you're right, it's a boy. The wildest part is that my son at two years old looked exactly like he did in the dream I had about him before he was born. Four years later, my best friend gets pregnant with her second child. She already has a daughter, so I'm hoping for a girl this time. We are working together at environmental educators sharing an office. Every day I tell her she's having a boy, hoping I can will it to happen. She's not planning to find out the sex because she wants to be surprised. I, on the other hand, can't wait nine months to find out. Then I have a dream about her unborn daughter. She was about four or five years old in the dream with long brown hair, brown eyes, and she said, if my mom doesn't have a name picked out for me yet, I'd like to be called Ella. The next day, I'm so excited to tell my friend she's having a beautiful daughter and she wants to be called Ella. I'm not sure she believed me, but seven months later, she had a second daughter. She didn't name her Ella, though. Then a few years later, my sister-in-law gets pregnant with her first child. She knows the baby, she knows the baby dreams I get sometimes and is hoping I might have one for her. I did. I saw my nephew at age 17, 18 years old. I was, sorry, I saw my nephew at age 17 or 18 years old. I was at his high school basketball game cheering for him in the stands. After the game, he gave me a hug and said, I'm your nephew Aiden, which I somehow already knew but his saying that to me made me really take note of what he looked like. The next day, I call my sister-in-law and tell her she's having a boy named Aiden and he's going to look like her side of the family. He looked a lot like her brother to me, I explained. Or I explained all his features I could remember. He's now in fifth grade, but already looks like her side of the family and his name is Aiden. I'm wondering if he will play basketball in high school. I'll just have to wait and see. She also said, best of luck on your pat on your podcast. I'm looking forward to this episode. Oh, thank you, Amber. Thank you, Amber. Those were great. Yeah, I love stories like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I love dream stories. Mm-hmm. I believe in dreams. I I don't care. I had um there's definitely something to them. A girl I worked with said that she went to a psychic once and um I know a psychic, you know, is different from having a premonition dream, mm-hmm. but to me it reminds me of the story. Um, she said she went to a psychic once and the psychic told her that there was girls, like she could just see girls and like little, I don't know, I guess their spirits saying, I, I want her to be my mommy. No, I do. No, I do. And this girl went on to have three daughters. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I do have one more story. This is from my dear friend, Sarah. Um, let's see. She says, mine isn't scary, just kind of heartwarming. So I thought this was a good one to, to end on. Um, kind of like the dream one is, you know, not super scary, but just little pa- palate cleansers. Yeah. yeah. There you go. 
After that demon one. Yeah. <laughs> Which I still want the that. Pizza demon. I, I want the recordings, Amber. <laughs> Get those to me. All right. Um, from Sarah. When I was really little, I was never the most coordinated kid. But there was one exception. Every once in a while, I'd be dancing around my mom's living room, twirling like I never had any problems. Upon further questioning, little me had reasoned that I was dancing with Holly, my sister who passed away years earlier at the age of three. I was around three or four years old at the time, maybe five or six at most, which would have put her between 10 or 13 at the time if she was still alive. I was dancing with a progressively older version of her to account for my being older too. Love to all and good Samhain. Thank you, sir. That's sweet. That's very sweet. Your older sister is looking out for you for sure. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap up our Halloween special. Um, if you still have a story that you would like to share, please send them in. I'm sure we'll, we'll do another episode like this for sure. This was fun. And I know my family has more stories. I know your family has more stories too. Yeah. My, um, my aunt does about, my mom and my aunt's, um, their aunt Carmen relation in relation to, to my grandpa. I have a story. And then I know your dad was telling us some other stories. Oh, my so dad's we'll, got I think a we plethora of get stories. At least yeah. another episode in here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, um, I know next week or the next episode for sure. Um, we will be going back to our movies. So if you have a movie you want us to check out, let us know. I have a couple in mind. I have to find out. Elena's seen way more movies than I have, so I want to see if she's seen any of these before I suggest it. So, um, but yeah, with that, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Stay safe. Um, go TP some houses. You know, be creative. Go egging. <laughs> don't eat any of uh, don't eat any of that marijuana lace candy. Apparently, everyone's handing out. Do you oh. see those Facebook posts? <laughs> this like... is what they're handing out, and it's like Skittles, medicated Skittles. I'm like. No one's giving away the candy. <laughs> no one's giving away free drugs. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, do watch out for the fentanyl. I mean, people are stupid. It might be a real thing. I don't know. Just check your kids' candy. Oh, God. I didn't even hear about fentanyl candy. Oh, yeah. It looks like candy. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No one's no one's giving out free pop, but the free fentanyl, they might. So I don't know. Lovely. Just stay safe. <laughs> Be weird. Keep it spooky. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rise From Your Grave podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. And remember, if you have any movie suggestions you'd like us to check out, Please send them to our email at zombieshell89 at gmail.com. See you next time here in the graveyard.